And now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Reel Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And thank you, Mark Larson, Southern California. Welcome to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfish toast, Hop Along, John Cassidy. It is a pleasure to be with you here tonight. Stan and Wendy, they're off tonight. And as for myself, Ron Real Radio is attending the Celebration of Life for Mr. Paul Leader this Sunday evening. A lot of you know our sponsor and good friend Paul Leader passed away a few days ago, and tonight we are with his friends and his family celebrating his life, sharing stories, and just having a good time remembering Mr. Leader. So what we have for you tonight is an all-recorded show got a few more recordings left from the iCast show that we did. Bill Sematel is going to be with us. I believe Mark Mills will also be with us. And then what we did is we did some interviews from the 2017 El Cajon Ford Team Open. Got a chance to say hello to the former San Diego City Lakes biologist Larry Botroff. He's going to be with us telling us about the health of some of the San Diego City Lakes and especially San Vicente. And then we also had a chance to talk with a new dealer at El Cajon Ford, Mr. Paul Dyke. You know Paul Dyke from the commercials on KUSI? Well, Paul Dyke will be stepping into the shoes that were left there by Paul Leader at El Cajon Ford. We're going to talk a little bit to him. And then we'll also talk with the winners of the El Cajon Ford Team Open for 2017, father-son team. You're going to be interested in hearing their comments There's a few other things happening, too. I don't know everything that uh, Ben has put together, but it's going to be a great show. We ask you to sit back, put on your seatbelts, get your favorite beverage, and enjoy the next two hours of Raw and Real Radio. I'll be back with you before the end of the show. Now we can do that. (laughs) Hey, as we travel around the 2017 ICAST show... Run into a lot of old friends, and here's an old friend of mine from way back, the ABA days, Mr. Mark Mills. Mark, how you doing? What's up, John? How's it going? We are having fun. Oh, man. Well, you look like you're having a good time. I am, man. We got an amazing booth. I wish everybody could see this booth on the radio right now. We have a great booth here at Iowa. Well, that's, that's the thing, and I appreciate you taking time because you had people swamped all over the booth looking at the new reels. 
come on over and do a little radio with us. Thank you very no much. No problem. I'm looking over there right now going, oh, there's a bunch of people that we're not helping, but that's all right. This is even better. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about you and the transition okay, first. Yep. You made the transition over here. What What are you doing with Daiwa now? Well, I, I did make a transition. I've been in the industry a long time. You know, West Coast guy. You know I've been with all the good guys out there. Um, it wasn't a bad transition for me. Uh, a new opportunity. And um, actually, at Daiwa, my, my title over here is marketing specialist. Um, and it all kind of defines, most people think of that as just marketing. Um, I actually am, I have a pulse for what's going on in the whole industry in every single territory. Uh, I'm pretty much home a day, uh, home a week, gone a week, home a week, gone a week. Uh, I'm going to the dealers, finding out what's new, what's hot, what are we missing on a business side, product side. Um, over and above that, looking at their stores, seeing what makes sense. Um, and then just coming up with some new ideas and translating that back to our development teams um, and also doing marketing and working on pro staff and everything that helps drive the business on that end. So it's been fun. The part about what I like what you've done is that you being in the industry and you seeing Daiwa from the outside, you knew what the strengths were, and yes, and you knew what some of the weaknesses were so that you could come aboard and the strengths, yeah, they will, they will take care of themselves. But to really start working on some of the weaknesses to get those up so that they're they're all turned into positives now. It has. You know, I've been in the industry a long time, uh, since 1989. Uh, I've got an opportunity to work for manufacturers. I worked on the boats, worked down Dana Wharf sport fishing for 15 years, traveled all over the country, literally all over the world, which has been awesome. I mean, I've had the uh, incredible lifestyle of anybody that loves fishing and love to do. But I've been able to go out and see, okay, well, here, Daiwa 25 years ago, was a leading brand, you know, and they've kind of been, they, they still always made a good product, but they kind of tapered off on the marketing side and lost a little bit of vision. They changed their marketing direction. Now, within the last year, we've been able to change some stuff around. I mean, you can definitely hear in the bass market that we're coming on really strong. Um, in years to come, we're going to be coming on really strong in saltwater. We make a great saltwater product. This year, you know, we, we came out at this show with the new Saltiga Bay Jigging Reel. Uh, it's a whole un- unique design. It's, it's definitely a, a flagship high-end spinning reel, um, but its technology and the way it's put together and the way the frame's made is like nothing has ever been made in the industry by any manufacturer. So, you know, it's, we, there's a lot of changes, and just like anything... There's always a company that's going to be on the top, and it's always tough to keep that, and there's always coming up, someone come up behind you. It's how you stay ahead of the game is important. Now, this has to be a challenge because we're out here on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Spinning reels are a way of life, but when you start going over to the West Coast, a little bit different story. Are, are you finding that to be true? Not anymore. We, not anymore. You know, we could have had this conversation 15 years ago, and I, I've had it with a lot of people out there. Well, guess what? Spinning is going to take over. Uh, the West Coast, for the most part, not say take over every portion on the West Coast, but you, everyone's going to have a reel in their in their their quiver. And guess what? With the last three years of giant bluefin tuna fishing that we've had, you know that every saltwater guy has a, has a reel to throw for poppers. Now, granted, the the low profile or expanded low profile market, the Lexes, um, Lexa HGs have taken a good chunk of that. Well, but there is plenty of guys out there with eight thousand size spinning reels throwing for big tuna. I mean, I can almost guarantee every hot angler on the boat. The last couple of years has bought a spinning reel for that. With putting on 80-pound J-braid or braided line in general, it's changed the whole market. Well, I think one of the things that has changed the market in low-profile reels has been the Lexa HD. That is really a beautiful reel. It is, actually. Um, the, the HD is a great reel. It's got stainless steel gears in it, so it really holds up. At this show, we actually changed up regular Lexa this year. So we didn't do anything that was 
out of the ordinary. I didn't want to screw up what was already good. So the the Lexa, we have a new Lexa. It's called the Lexa Win W N. Um, and what that is is it's it's the same Lexa. Uh, we did the finish. We gave it a makeover. Uh, did some new anodization on it. Kept the gearing the same. Everything exactly the same. But we ended up adding wind handles. And wind grip has been a very kind of the leader in the last couple sure. of years of making some great grips, good feeling handles. So we put blue grips on the reel. The reel is now black. Um, it comes in both a power handle and a paddle handle in both the 300 and 400 size. Uh, the price point range on the 300 is 199, and on the 400 it's 249. Same price. But, man, it really feels good in your hands. And everybody that's came by the booth is like, dude, that thing's awesome. And knowing that all of our deckhands and a lot of our big bass guys uh, on the West Coast really, really love Lexa, um, I didn't want to change it. Don't do anything the inside. Let's just make it look better and give them more for the money, and that's what we did. Well, I like the fact that you have a Lexa 300 series now. Yeah. You know, we do a lot of inshore fishing, a lot of calico bass fishing. Yep. A lot of flats fishing, and that 300 is the perfect reel to do it. And now you've got a reel in the Daiwa Quiver that we can go do that with. We do, and and to throw it else out there too is that we actually also came up with a Lexa 100 size line counter. So it's a little tiny 100 size reel with a line counter, great for a trout guy. So if you're a trout fisherman or kokanee fisherman, this thing's money, and it's got a clicker. So pretty awesome if you're sitting in the boat trolling you got your little line counter out there it's real small that's something to look at for your trout guys well you were talking about spinning reels yeah. what should we be looking at on the west coast for spinning reels and for what species well let's start off with uh we redid our whole spinning line from about 249 dollars uh down to 79 dollars and uh we now make from what i know right now um the lightest spinning reel on the market um and that is the new tatula spinning reel um, we make it in a 1,000, uh, 2,000, 2,500, 3, and 4,000. Uh, all family priced at 189. It has a Zion body, um, which is extremely lightweight, extremely rigid, all 6.2 to 1 gear ratio. But what's really cool about this reel is that it follows the whole line of Tatula Elite rods that we have, Tatula bait casting reels. Now you have a spinning reel. And it's our actual uh, 2,500 size spinning reel is 5.8 ounces. And that is lighter than anybody that I know right now in the industry's spinning reel at a 2,500 size. So it is like a feather and it is awesome. And it's rigid and it's going to hold the gears in place. The guys are going to love it. Well, we uh, let's step make, take up a step now. Okay. And you know, flat fall fishing is one of the biggest types of fishing there. Right. Do you have a spinning reel that you can recommend for that, especially for the 200 gram to 250 gram? Yeah, something in that, you're going to want to go into the uh, Saltus spinning reel. is a really great reel. Um, that comes in at about 229. Um, it's got mag seal, uh, which has our mag seal oil uh, on the shaft. Uh, that keeps water from traveling down the shaft into the gearbox. Um, if you want to spend a little less money, you can go into the BG, which is pretty much the same reel uh, without mag seal. Um, still very saltwater focused, but we're able to cut that, and that comes in at about one, actually 99 to 129, depending on the size. Great for, for throwing poppers, great for throwing, you know, flat fall type jigs. Um, we actually have a new jig out called the SK jig that we're introducing at this show that actually can be fished both ways. So you can vertical jig it, you can cast it, and it gets bit on the fall. You'd have to see the way it's actually shaped. 
But it also, if you take any of the jigs right now, from what I know on the market, that when you retrieve them, all they do is spin up and they don't fish really good on the retrieve. This new SK jig, you can cast it and retrieve it and fish it back, and it fishes back with like a surface iron. Nice. You can also take the hooks, re-rig them from the rear of the bait to the top for fishing vertically, and it'll fall different there too. So it's an awesome jig. Comes in six different colors. We got a glow color. We got a chrome and glow. I mean, awesome. And we make that up to a 300 grand. So big tuna fishing. That's the one. And that should be just launching and being able to be shipped to dealers this month. Now, how about for the big poppers like the Halcos and things right. like that? What do we have for that? Dogfight, man. Straight up dogfight. That's the best one. Um, not a cheap reel. No. You know, dogfight, you're looking. It's a flag flagship reel. You're looking at, I think, like $1,200. Um, but there's plenty of guys that are, are out there that, that want a reel that's that amazing. And the dogfight's awesome. Um, it's a big reel. I would have to say of 80-pound test. It probably holds, uh, I'm guessing, 600 yards of 80-pound test. So it'll get the job done, and you should put the hurting on any 200-plus-pound fish without a problem with that. Boy, that sounds exciting. Yes. Let's change over real quickly. Okay. You know, fishing line. Right. Uh, We first got introduced to Jay Braid. It just seemed like it was just two or three seasons ago. Now it's really taking hold on the market. We have, actually. Um, there's a couple things, in, and we'll talk about one other product that we're, we're doing here. But on the J-Braid, yeah, we got into it a, a couple years back um, with our 8-carrier. Uh, the 8-carrier is awesome. It's very smooth. Uh, it's very supple. It's made out of Dyneema. Um, it holds really good in the sun, so it holds its color well. Um, but the thing when you get into an 8-carrier line is that it's smooth, it's supple, but it doesn't have the abrasion resistance. So the guys on the bass side... We're talking freshwater bass, guys fishing rocks, tules, stumps, that kind of stuff. Wanted something that had a little bit more abrasion resistance. So what we ended up doing is making a four-carrier line that isn't quite as soft, isn't quite as supple, but it has the abrasion resistance to fish rocks, stumps, zebra mussels, quagga mussels, all that kind of stuff, and you're not going to get the frays. And uh, we make that in a really cool killer. On the saltwater side, we make a color. It's called Island Blue. Mm-hmm. We make it in chartreuse. We make it in green. Um, all around, you know, some good colors. And, yeah, it's, it's at a great price. It comes in at a very affordable cost, J-Braid. For Braid, the market's uh, being not just a good product, but it comes in a good price point range. Just uh, for the people that are not familiar with it, when you say a 4-8 carrier, what right. are you talking about? Those are actually the strands, the, the main strands aligned. So on an 8 carrier, a carrier is the strands aligned when it's woven. So it's got eight strands woven together. It makes it very soft, very supple. Uh, it's woven in a very soft angle. It's not very steep. feels very good in your hands. But you lose a little bit of abrasion because it's very softly woven. A four carrier obviously sounds the same. It's four strands, but woven much tighter. Um, and that's a lot more abrasion resistant. A little bit more saw blade effect. I think that if you're a kelp guy and you want to fish in the kelp, the four carrier is going to be better. It's going to use a little bit more of an abrasion. It'll cut through the kelp better than an eight carrier. Right. You know, if you don't recognize that voice, we're speaking with Mark Mills from the Daiwa Corporation. Mark, you said that there was another lure that we kind of skipped over you want to talk about? Well, actually, it was another scenario that we're, we're step. actually, another product that we're kind of getting into the category. We're stepping a little bit more into the gear section, and uh, I'm happy to announce we actually just uh, won an award uh, at the show for Best New Tackle Management System, and actually, I built this tackle bag Neat. for the West Coast guys. It is a backpack that has a frame in it, so your, your compartments don't smash down on each other. Um, it's lightweight. It's got a sunglass holder. It's got a line holder. Anybody that's going on a long-range trip, local, half-day, 
you maybe you're a nighttime ninja fisherman down to the lake, this is an awesome tackle box to have. Uh, it's made out of the Daiwa technical fabric, so it has a cool techie look. It's awesome. And um, we literally won this award by just having it out there. Everybody at the show came by and said, that thing's awesome. I need to have one. And uh, we're happy to win this award with it for best new tackle management system in a category that we just got into at Daiwa. And like I said, I, I knew what I knew on the West Coast. And being a saltwater guy, this is what I'd want to wear down to the boat. And it looks pretty cool. Now, is this a freshwater or saltwater bag? It's You can use it for either or. Okay. Um, freshwater or saltwater. Um, out by us, you're going to see most of the guys using it for either uh, going on to the sport boats. Sure. Or you're going to see the guy that wants to go down the lake. Um, I, I see him down Diamond Valley all the time. They park, and they got to walk down the lake, and they're walking the shoreline. They want to have all their swim baits, their hooks, their lures. They may be throwing for trout. They may see a striper. They want to grab something. It's just a great tackle management system. Oh, wow. Well, Mark Mills, it doesn't look like you're short of things to do over here at Dial, Never know. We're having fun, too, man. It's awesome. Now, you know, in past years, I know you've got a chance to travel a lot, yes, do a lot of fishing. Mm-hmm. You being able to do any of that? Um, yeah, a little bit. I haven't been fishing in the last year quite as much. I've kind of taken a little time to really focus on the business. New job here. Um, I still got my bass boat, so I'm still bass fishing. Going to start tournament fishing next year. And actually, I just bought into a saltwater boat, so now I got a saltwater and a bass boat. The saltwater boat's nice because it's only four minutes from my house, so it's time to get on the boat at a Dana Point, go fish San Clemente Island every day I can. You know, and on a personal note, I just want to say how extremely sorry we were here about uh, the passing of your dad. Knew yeah. him for a long time and everything like that. Yeah. That came to an appointment in your life when you were going through a transition. Yeah. <laughs> it always does. When it's going to happen, it all happens at one time. Yeah. But, you know, we remember him for the good times that we had with him and, yep. and the fishing we did with him. What a good man. Well, thanks, John. I know he liked you a lot. We spent a lot of tournaments together, and he gave me the opportunity to get into an industry that I love. Taught me how to fish, and I hope everybody's doing the same. All right. And what's going to be happening with Mark Mills in the next few months? What are you going to be doing now? You know what? Uh, I'm still doing a lot of product uh, development, product research. Um, we're, we're stepping in a lot into the saltwater products. So i got a lot of new products coming over to my desk. Um, what comes over to Japan, I kind of look at, tweak, make design changes. And uh, I've got a couple of new ideas that are that's never been done in the fishing industry before. Uh, if we do another product and it's the same as everybody else, guess what? We're the same as everybody else. That's right. How does Daiwa become the one that's like, wow, we need to teach everybody else to do it completely different? Um, and that's what that's what I'm go- that's what my goal is. That's what we do. We have a great factory to do it. We've got a lot of power and a lot of technology, so I'm excited. And I think that's one of the reasons why you came to Daiwa, why Daiwa wanted you. You've been around long yeah. enough. You've been able to see those those gaps or those niche markets that you think there's a product that needs to go in there or a service yep. or an improvement, you're the guy to do it, Mark. Oh, I appreciate it. It's tough. You know, Shimano's a good company, too. I was with them for many years. I was with Akuma many years. Yeah. Um, very few people in this industry has had the opportunity, and I don't know anybody that has. And actually, the president of uh, Shimano, uh, Mr. Dave Pfeiffer, had told me, he's like, nobody, he's like, you gave me credit. Nobody's been able to go to three manufacturers and do a good job for them, and uh, good for you. He's like, that's that's something that I can hold my hat up high on, even though I had to. It's it's a good good opportunity, good learning experience. Great to have us in the industry. Well, please let us check in with you from time to time. I know you're busier than a one-legged man <laughs> in a you-know-what contest. <laughs> that sounds funny. You know, but we still want to keep up with you, and let us know what's happening at Daiwa. And, and thanks for giving us the opportunity to talk with you. Sounds good. I got Cody Myers and Brett Naylor. We got to go do some videos right now. So I got our, our power team out there with Ish and everybody else. Time we, to do some tackle videos. We got videos. people waiting for us here. Thanks All right. for the time, Mark. Thanks, man. Mark Mills from the Daiwa Corporation. This is Ron Real Radio on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com.
Stay tuned. There's still a lot more to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy Line, Spro Products, Gamakatsu Hooks, G. Loomis Fishing Rods, Shimano Products, Ovet Reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum Fishing, we are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. Well, we're at the first day of the iCast show. We stopped off at the Spro booth. The first guy we ran into was a good friend of Ron Real Radios, Mr. Bill Sumatel. Bill, howdy. John, how are you doing today? Man, we are doing great. Now, I am in front of absolutely the most fantastic selection of new lords that you have come out with here at Spro this year. And you want to tell us a little bit about what this is all about? Yeah, you know, uh, 2014, Spro and I came out with the BBZ line of rats. So we had the 50, 40, and 30. We won best to show, and people have been catching fish left and right on it. The interesting thing is what I wanted to do this year. So a couple years ago, they say, hey, we need to come out with something new. And I said, I want to come out with something smaller. I mean, really smaller and really target some different water depths and different profile and sound and action. 
So they said, what do you got in mind? And I said, I want to come out with a mouse. I want to come out with a small, you know, rat bait. So we worked on it um, about a year ago. I built a two and a half inch body, four and three quarter inches overall length. It supports Gamagatsu short shank EWG size six. Now the interesting thing is this is not a wake bait. This is a subsurface broken back square bill bad mama jamma. <laughs> this thing it, it's it's completely different when you think about it. Because most people are gonna relate the, the rats themselves, the bigger ones, as the top water waking and walking. This one is subsurface. So if you guys want you know the water's a little bit darker color, you want to you know fish it around rock piles Get it down around the brush, the sides of uh, grass, you know, tulies. It, it's, I, I, I just explain, it's just a different animal. So, what I've been doing is I've been throwing on a spinning rod, trout rod. Okay. 20 pound maximum braid, 10 pound fluorocarbon, maximum fluorocarbon as a top shot, and a light drag, and you hold on. And this one right here, and you guys, sorry on the radio land, <laughs> but John's looking at it with a big grin. This is one of the first prototypes. This is my favorite color, the Morning Dawn. Right. Okay, they're going to have five colors, and the standard colors are coming out with this year. So you can call Spro for more colors, but they're going to have the black, white, brown, gray, and the Morning Dawn. Okay, so, so I wanted some different colors, but it's okay because these are still going to catch fish. Um, I'm looking at in the next year or two to come out some really cool colors like a baby bluegill, baby bass, um, chrome, uh, the, the sexy shad. So we're going to do some different colors as we move forward with this bait. It's going to take off really well. But um, it's just a different animal. Now, here's the cool thing, John, because as you guys see, this one's caught over 200 fish on it. It looks like it's, it's, it's used. I mean, this is not a new model by no. any stretch of the imagination. And there's part of the video I did, I put out recently on the BBZ.com, showing a lot of the fish catches. It still has the injected body. So even though it's small bait, it still has a hardcore foam inside of it mm -hmm. so it's very sturdle, uh, sturdy now it's going to come in the package with two short shank EWG size 6 this thing when you crank it down it'll get down about 2-2.5 two, two feet it will slowly rise Okay. Oh. now if you change the back hook to just a size 6 short shank it'll go down and suspend if you change it out to just two 6 short shanks it will slow sink oh, by just getting a pack of hooks from your shop over there, you can actually adjust this just by changing one hook and actually work the water column. Yeah, and I've caught fish at Pyramid. We won, uh, my partner, I, Ron Thompson, and myself, we won another uh, angler of the year, you know, for ABA up at Pyramid. Right. And we won, we caught a lot of the fish on this, and we were doing it everything from fishing it two foot down off the rocks or putting two just regular size six on it and getting it down there in 10 to 15 foot of water and slow rolling it. Now, how do, you, how do you propose to work this thing? Uh, it goes down three feet. Are you jerking it? Are you slow uh, uh, retrieving it? Do you stop it, let it come up, bring it on down again? Or it, it, you, you play to the fish's moods. Sure. But this one is like, remember the old school, like a rattle trap? Throw it out and reel it in? Yeah. You throw it out and reel it in. All right. You just nice and steady retrieve. And then the only thing I would do is when you come over by structure and cover elements, stop it, let it pause for a second, twitch it, and then just start winding it. And be ready, because they knocked the socks out of it. Well, Bill, congratulations on this. Uh, I know it was a new product showcase. I think it does very well. I voted for it. For, uh, very cool. Yeah, the product. I, <coughs> well, it's I, different. I it, 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 might it, look, it might look the same as the Rat 50, but this truly is a different animal. This is a smaller, like I said, subsurface, broken back square bill that has a different shape, size, sound, and appearance 
and I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how this thing fishes because it looks out of sight. It's a, a small get type of bait. Absolutely. Well, I want to go down to where the back end of your guys' uh, alley down there for those big uh, Corvina. Oh, yeah. I could not imagine what a Corvina does on this thing. Oh. And the hal- I mean, it's going to... I might have to find that Stan Kaplan kit again and go back out there well, in that little Stan would be happy to do that. But, you know, that uh, silver, a rat that you came out with yes. in the 30 and the 40, man, for Corbina, halibut especially, when the grunion are running, right. those things are killer. Perfect. And, and I think we are selling as many for saltwater as we are for freshwater right now because right. people realize that when you fish next to a breakwater, the waves come up. There are small mammals in there, Absolutely. and they scurry around. Some of them get uh, yeah. in the water, and as soon as they get in the water, they're done. They're done. Yeah, we have rocks around all the riprap. We yep. ha- or rats. We have kangaroo mice. We have mice themselves. We have, you know, there's a lot. Of, like you said, a lot of a lot of prey out there that could get chewed on around the salt water. I'm really excited about. I have a couple guys going up to the Sierras. Oh yeah. So I know the big browns. This I've caught enough trout. I don't know if you've seen the videos. I've caught a lot of trout on this already. Well, you too. know, you know, trout, especially brown trout, they eat small rats and mammals right. and everything like that. This would be perfect. Well, here's the crazy part. Like I said, you can't see on Radio Land. What's a really good bait for trout? The little trout worms, right? Yeah. I made sure that that action on the tail on this, it looks just like a little trout worm. A lot of the, tr- it's amazing. The action with this, with the trout, how they target on this and eat this bait, too. Well, it has the same tail as the regular uh, rats, with the exception that it's micro-sized. Absolutely. Absolutely. It looks like a little trout worm. And I can't believe how much action there is on this tail for something that is so short in diameter and, you know, not that long. It's, It's incredible. Right. So make sure you guys check out your store. Yes. Listen to Rod and Reel Radio. On Sunday night still? Sunday nights. Absolutely, always. And uh, if you guys have any information, you could always contact me at billatthebbz.com or my website. Or make sure you go over and take out, check out John Cassidy. You know, hop along. Check or, him out. Well, you know, Bill, much success to you here at the show. I know you got people lined up here already to speak to you while we're talking. So good luck to you uh, on this rat. We look forward to having him in the store because knowing uh, the way Spro is, they also put it at a price point that is very manageable for the average fisherman. Right. Yeah, and, and I don't know what the price point is on these, but right. I do know they're the way we're building them is really hard. People have to. It's not just two plastic sides. We're injecting them with foam. There's a cure time. There's a lot more going into these baits. So they, I mean, they're no different than building the size 30 or 40. Even though they're smaller, I mean, there's a right. lot of man hours in this Well, bait. Bill, knowing you, this isn't something that was put together like wham, bam. Oh, no, no. Thank you, ma'am. Uh-uh. No. You're not going to get a bait <laughs> that a lot you can of catch, into that. catch 200 fish on. You're not going to get a bait that you're going to catch that many fish on and still, you know, maybe just have to change out a tail. Well, not only that, something that's that small that holds together like that. There's right. a lot of moving parts on this bait. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Well, Bill, thanks a lot for spending the time with us, and we look forward to seeing... Uh, the new rat in uh, stores all over Southern California, especially down San Diego at Angler's Arsenal. Perfect. Thanks for your time, sir. All right, John. We'll you talk to you in a bit. Bye. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the books. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760 
815-885-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, welcome back to Ron Real Radio. And we want to remind you, this segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can release fish back to the depth that they came from safely that are suffering from barotrauma with the Rock Lease Fish Release System. Look for the Rock Lease at your local tackle dealer. To Ron Real Radio, a private boater and fisherman extraordinaire, Billy Kellerman. Billy, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Pleasure hey. to meet you. Hey, thank you for being on, Billy. And, and you know, before we get into some of the big fish we have, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got in uh, to fishing in your in your love for the sport. Well, um, you know, my name is Billy Kellerman. Um, you know, I fished Southern California waters for, uh, I mean, pretty much my whole life. My, my dad brought me into it. Um, you know, a few years ago, I actually uh, ran a six-pack out of Pier Point Landing. Um, called Spectra Sport Fishing, but for un, uh, uncalled circumstances, that's no longer around. And I pretty much stopped fishing for about uh, six years. I mean, cold turkey. And um, somehow my dad asked me uh, two and a half years ago if I wanted to go fishing with him, and uh, couldn't say no to that. And uh, that pretty much uh, reignited my my spark for uh, fishing. And I got bit by the bug, and I'm heavily into it. Wow. Um, bit by the bug very... is 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 just a not even, I mean, if you look at Billy's, Billy's, uh, hey, Billy, <laughs> if you look at Billy's Hello. Facebook page, oh, my goodness, this is a man obsessed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an all-in type of a guy, all-in all or nothing, I mean, uh, in anything in my life, you know, personal, professional, business, family, it's just, you got to go all-in. So um, I, I entered this sport fishing scene um, right when this whole El Nino thing again happened, and Someone told me about some uh, local yellowtail uh, in front of Long Beach, and that was unheard of. And, and I had to see it from my eyes, and gosh, it, it really happened. And uh, I was so anxious, pulled the trigger and bought a boat right away. Um, boat turned out to be a lemon, so I was on the sidelines for a while. 
And then, uh, you know what? I just took the, took the leap and got my dream boat and got that Parker 2320. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Nice jump. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, Kevin over at uh, West Coast uh, out in uh, Newport Beach, he really helped me out finding the right Parker. And, um, you know, not, not turning back. Absolutely love it. Dream boat. Absolutely. Well, uh, tell us now, you, you talked about, and, you know, perfect subject being Father's Day, how your dad really got you back into it. But how did you start refining the techniques that you're using to, to catch some of these fish that we're seeing out here? Was it trial and error? Was it bringing friends aboard? Was it, uh, you know, watching YouTube or a combination of everything or what? Um, you know, to be honest, it was a big YouTube thing and being able to kind of put myself in the right position to ask the right people, um, you know, especially, you know, Mark Wish from Pacific Edge Tackle, Jason and Ali from Bloody Decks and Fish Dope. Um, they're, they're a big help to my success. Um, you know, they kind of, you know, they actually put out the time to actually answer some of my questions that I had. And l- let me tell you, my questions were endless. But then again, <laughs> you don't know if you don't ask. Um, so, yeah, a lot of trial and error, plenty of skunk trips, let me tell you that. But uh, on the same note, plenty of rewards as well. Well, let's talk about you first as a skipper because, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, think, well, you know, I'm just going to buy a boat and I'm going to go on out there and, uh, you know, go, go until I can't see land anymore and fish and then come on back west. How would you learn to actually navigate the vessel that you have right now and use it to your advantage to go out and get these fish. Wow, you're, you're, you're definitely asking the right questions and definitely questions that bring back a lot of great memories. Um, you know, my first boat was probably about 10, 12 years ago, and, uh, you know, it was supposed to be a partnership between me and my friend. Um, it, it didn't work out. He couldn't go fishing anymore at all after, like, our first trip, and yeah. I literally just had to learn everything by trial and error. I remember, you know, I, I got off of work around 6 p.m., um, you know, I, I borrowed a U-Haul truck to tow my little 21-foot center console, took the boat out to a Newport back bay in the dunes, and just tried to learn everything myself. I mean, yes, I was one of those guys that's knee-high in the water, no clue what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, it just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of experience, a little bit of trial and error, um, taking a Coast Guard class, and, and just learning more about the sport and boating in general was what really helped me, you know, to become a better captain. Um, other guess, than that, I mean, just trial and error, really. I guess I can't emphasize the importance enough, and you happen to mention it. You actually took a Coast Guard class, and what did that uh, entail, and, and how did that help you out? Um, a friend had suggested that to me. You know, um, his name is Dave Plotkin, and, uh, you know, really knowledgeable guy. And he told me I should take this course. This is kind of a beginner's course. It's not mandatory. However, you know, if, if you have a boat, it's something that, that it's worthwhile taking, you know, it's a short little class. You learn a lot about, you know, the entryways, the buoys, the tugboats, the lights, you know, the operation of a boat and, and things that matter. But, you know, it's, it's very important because safety is always number one. So uh, I kind of took that into consideration, and that's where it all began. Well, tell us now, you said that the adventure for you really started with the advent of us seeing the El Nino, and, and how did... How did you become someone that's plunking around for sand bass and bonita and barracuda and stuff like that going after now the bigger prize trophy fish? You know, I guess it all starts with stepping stones. You know, I mean, I started from a little freshwater park, you know, to the to the docks, to the pier, to the half-day boats, to the three-quarter-day boats, have Davy's Locker, you know, to the private boats. 
But, um, you know, with all that built over the years, um, you know, I, I joined forums such as Bloody Deck, BD Outdoors, and I, I met so many great people that are willing to share information with me, um, especially from, from the beginner standpoint. So, you know, I just kept on asking questions. Um, I tried to poke at the right people. I remember, like, just random people. I, I, would, I would offer them, you know, to pay for their lunch just to please have lunch with me so I can ask them a few questions. And, and lo and behold, a few of them did pick up the offer. And that's where a lot of the knowledge came from. Um, and then with this whole El Nino thing two years ago, two and a half years ago, I just couldn't believe it that they were catching yellowtail out in front. I mean, I did that back in like 97, 98, but not any time recent. And um, just with a little bit of experience and just being out there and seeing the patterns of fishing uh, really allowed me to do really well in those you know, local waters. But, but then again, technically everyone was kind of doing really well um, during those times. Well, then, but as fishermen, once you know the game, you up the ante, which is pretty much like anything in life, and we start going for the bigger stuff. Well, we just had uh, Jim McCara on. He is the maker of the uh, Yummy Flyer from Carolina Lures. That's one of the lures that... How did you develop uh, the lures to use for the fish that you were going after, uh, the, the knowledge for that? So, um, you know, two years ago, I, I saw some bluefin... Uh, larger bluefin in the 100-plus pound range being caught at the 43. And then after talking to more and more people, some people were catching them on, you know, mackerel, and also this little kite thing came up. You know, I've heard of kite fishing before, you know, from the long-range boats, which I've never done before, and some of the boats down in Puerto Vallarta and Cabo San Lucas and whatnot. But I've never done it. I I have no clue what to do. So I literally just watched a bunch of YouTube videos and then, uh, you know, picked myself up, you know, two different kites, one which didn't work very well, one that worked very well or you know for the beginner people um and just started trying you know uh just just go out there and try and then learning about rigging the yummy you know the speed you know flying it which direction and stuff like that it just kind of takes time i mean i think it wasn't until our third trip that we actually caught a fish on the yummy and uh that fish was you know we didn't tape it but it was estimated between like that 260 275 mark definitely uh, the big fish of the season last year for us at least well, we didn't talk a lot about uh, with uh, uh, Jim from Carolina Lures, Lures rigging the yummy because the way they're doing it in the East Coast is completely, I think, different than what we're doing here in the West Coast. And we we out here, we see the yummy flyer as a one one lure, one fish type of bait. While, you know, back on the East, they try and get as much use as out of it as we can. But out here... We rig, I think, the yummies in such a way that, hey, if you get bit once and it's the right fish, you're going to ha- be happy to sacrifice that one lure for that fish. You know, and, and you're absolutely right on that. However, um, just to bring up something interesting, I think this year I've seen a lot more smaller fish that's being caught in the yummy, mm-hmm. um, which, again, I, I, I don't have experience in this sector. I can only share with you what has worked for me and what hasn't. Um, and, and a lot of it's luck of the draw, but, you know, I was talking to one of my buddies who's out with me um, on a different boat that same day that I caught the big one. He caught a yellow fin and a blue fin next to me, and both of them were around 25 and 30 pounds. And wow. I, I couldn't, I'm like, wow, well, you know, just luck of the draw, you know. Well, a year ago there were 12 people pulling a yummy flyer around, and now there's 212. <laughs> so, you know, you're gonna, the odds are pretty good you're going to get a biter. Absolutely. And the one thing I have to say is you got to put in your time. Um, you know, you, you can't 
you know, I took out a group of friends and uh, we put up the yummy flyer, put up the kite, and we saw some breaking fish. And, and they're like, hey, hold up, hold up, let's, uh, let's pull the kite down and, and, and fish these breaking fish. And I'm like, whoa, guys, hold on a minute. You know, it's, it's pick one. You know, I'm not going to sit here and put the kite up, pull it down, put it up, put it down. It takes me a good, you know, 15 minutes to, to get it running right. And, um, and on that day, ironically, we, I, they decided to chase the popper fish. We got a few popper fish, um, no biggins. Uh, for that day, the very next day, I, I, I saw great signs. I wanted to go out again. Um, I was actually sick for work that day, and uh, <laughs> I took out a different group who were just dedicated guys and just really wanted to fly the yummy. And that's all we did all day. But but truth be told, flying the yummy is is, is not exciting. You know, we're we're sitting around. We're ha- everyone's sleeping. You know, I mean, I'm the only one that pretty much stays awake the whole time with my eyes glued to that yummy. Mm. And lo and behold, it was six hours later that we got our bite, and my first yummy fish of the year was right around 150 pounds. Right. Perfect. You know, I kind of liken the fishing the yummy flyer as the fisherman in the freshwater side, liking that to fishing swim baits. You can sit and you can throw that thing. You can throw it. You can throw it. You might go a whole day. You might go a couple of days. Uh, Rich Tauber, I remember talking to him, who's a, a freshwater fisherman. He threw a swim bait for 13 days before he got the first bite on it. But, boy, when that fish bit, it was a nice fish, and it seemed to be worth the effort. Ask him who taught him that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Billy, we got we got to take a quick commercial break right now. I, I know you're yeah, busy. No it's Father's Day. Can we ask you to stand for just a little bit longer so we can ask you a couple more questions? Sure, not a problem at all. All right. Hey, you're listening to Rod Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stan, Wendy, myself, and Billy Kellerman will be back after these messages. I like rafting. I love whitewater. But I never forget that snowmelt in the river can cause cold water shock. I wear a life jacket always. Anyone with me has got to do the same. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
Dan Whitney and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio and allowing us to be part of your Father's Day celebration. I think we've made it worth your while. One of the guys that's helping us out with that is Billy Kellerman. Billy's a private boater and a <coughs> private fisherman extraordinaire, and we're relating some of the experiences that Billy's had out there as a private boater, both in learning how to use lures to learning how to use his boat. And, Billy, thanks a lot for being with us again on this Father's Day. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for having me. I sincerely appreciate it. Uh, this is great. Well, i got to tell you, we the first thing that you know drew my attention to you was Wendy sent me a picture of this guy with his humongous bluefin tuna on the deck of his boat. And she said, you know what? we got to get a hold of this guy and find the story out. So, Billy, you're the guy, and let's talk about... How have you been doing with regards to catching some of these big fish, how it's been working out for you, and what led up to this photo that I'm talking about of you with this horrendous bluefin tuna? Well, um, my mission for bluefin tuna started about two years ago when someone uh, texted me a picture of someone else with this, like, 120-pound bluefin. And I was so envious and jealous and, and, and just wanting to catch a big bluefin. Um, I, you know, like I mentioned before, I, I try to you know, to jump on any sport boat that I could, but that year everything was all sold out. Tried to fish with Marcus on the new land, but just could not get a spot with, you know, work and, and tickets being filled up so fast. So uh, last year was, was my one shot after, I, you know, I bought the Parker and, and rigged her up, you know, with all the bells and whistles and all that good stuff. I figured you know, your tools are the basis of, um, you know, of, of what you have. So start with the good tools and then go from there. So uh, last year my mission was I want one bluefin 100 pounds that's my goal um i stumbled upon them got lucky uh, i believe the first bluefin i caught was on march 30th or march 31st right around there wow. and uh, it was me and my buddy we had limits of bluefin tuna uh we caught we landed seven that day released three the limits at two right now and just saw amazing foaming bluefin tuna in that 50 to 80 pound range and uh ironically my first bluefin tuna over 100 came on a trinidad 20 dc on an iron jig, you know, fishing those former bluefin. <laughs> that was some work. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, I mean, my, my back still hurts on that nine-foot rod. <laughs> my back still hurts. I've had so many great stories from last year. Um, on my boat alone, I put over a little, uh, over 50 bluefin tuna, um, but caught a total of, I think, like 76 right around there uh, for last year. Um, two over 200, you know, like 36 over 100, and the rest in that 50 to 80-pound range. Nice. And that's what pretty much started, you know, my whole you know, bluefin hunting. Because I always tell myself, I mean, we're not going to have these experiences. And even with a lot of my friends that kind of debate, you know, should I go, should I not? I tell them, I'd rather have a beer with you 10 years from now and talk about how we tried and how we went for these bluefin rather than just kind of sitting on the sidelines. Well, that's exactly correct. You can't catch them if you don't try. Absolutely. Unless you go, you're not going to catch them guaranteed. Yeah, and, and you're not going to catch it from the couch, and that's also guaranteed. That is yeah. a guaranteed thing. Um, so with the last year being a banner year, you know, I, I had some info on, on, you know, really good fish or uh, big fish showing up early this year. And also last year, um, no one trolled the yummy early. So who knows if the big ones were around early last year or not. Um, so, you know, one, the week previous, I, I caught that 150, and then, you know, this is the following week. I figured, you know, let's just go and try it again, and I went with my, my buddies. And uh, we trolled the yummy for about four and a half hours before we got bit. And, you know, I, I told myself, 
I'm going to keep my eyes glued on that yummy because I want to see that blow up. And everyone's sleeping left and right. You know, they all took turns sleeping. But, no, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm just up, you know, sipping that Red Bull, and, and I want to watch that blow up. And, and luckily, four and a half hours, you know, saw it blow up right, right, before, my, right before my eyes. And the well, cool Billy, part were is... You, were you painting fish on your locator that you knew you were in the area, or were these completely blind strikes? You know, I have to admit, all my kite fish have been blind strikes. Although I do see, like, a fish or two on the meter, um, I, I don't know if the meter fish reflects upon, you know, the, those bigger, you know, 150, 200-pound bluefin. But, again, I, I did meter fish in the area. A lot of times that fish is not that deep, and you miss them with a locator anyhow because you're running yeah. around at what, what speed are you trolling and, uh, with, that, with your kite, and how far back is your bait? Dependent on conditions, I'm trolling between six and a half and eight knots. Um, I prefer the weather to be a little bit snottier, you know, a little windy, a little white cappy. You know, I just kind of like that little bit rougher water. Well, um, you get better I, flight from your fish when you're doing that. Absolutely. But then again, you know, I'm familiar with, with flying that Boston kite, but it doesn't do too well when it's like higher than 20 knots of wind, 20, 25 knots, and it tends to kind of fly too high. But then again, if you just put tennis balls in that little uh, pocket that it comes with, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, then it kind of brings your kite down a little bit. So, uh, that's a good that, tip that's right a there. Tip for a lot of people, too. That's a really good uh, tip. You know, if, you, if you're flying that kite, to grab some tennis balls and take them with you. Yeah, and also, I mean, the line capacity on your reel matters because if it's really windy, then you're going to take a lot of line up, you know, especially with that kite. Um, how far am I trolling back? Uh, I couldn't give you a yard approximation, but I do know that I almost have to get in my binos to, to see how the yummy is skipping. <laughs> so well, that'll, give you, that'll give you the clue right there. What reels and what reel and rod are you you're trolling with? Um, I'm using this uh, old school graphite USA Trident rod that I had made like ten years ago, which nice. I've never caught a fish on it. Yeah, um, I matched up with a uh, Shimano Talica 50, and I'm fishing a straight 150 pound braid, which uh, that reel holds about 950 yards. There you go, and. Um, Attached to that yummy with a 400 pound leader. Wow! So yeah, well, we're, not, we're not we're not messing around, you know. No, no, we no, don't. no it, Jeff, it, that's good stuff right there. You don't go you don't go for big fish with you know it's a BB gun to the bear hunt. You don't do that. You go rig. Yeah, there's just so many times I've heard people talk about those two hour battles, and then I've been there, and I just don't want to be there again for these particular fish. So I definitely you know uh, take care of my gear and and put myself in position to, to land a lot of these fish, especially all that popper fish, too, from last year, you know. Well, if you go to Rod and Reel Radio on Facebook, <clears throat> we have a picture of Billy with that big tuna. And, Billy, uh, tell us the story behind that fish. Well, I mean, a better story would, would be you guys waiting for about three days, and I'll release that YouTube video of everything. <laughs> okay. That's um, even better. I, I'm, I, I'm, a big, I'm a big person in, into... Uh, filming and and you know the journey itself so i spend a lot of time filming the the whole journey the the, the tackle getting ready the leaving the house um the boat launch you know just the whole journey in itself so I, everything's documented on this trip and actually on most of my trips which I, I still need to put together but this one in particular will be released uh, this week uh, around tuesday on my youtube channel so you'll be able to see it you'll see the rigging you'll see the kite You'll see the meter. You'll see what I see. You'll hear me talking. You'll hear me explain it every step of the way, the fish, the fish cleaning, 
um, the, the Toro, the dinner, the meal preps. I mean, I, 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 I'm really into this, you know, as you can tell, you know. Well, you know, I've, I've seen your YouTube video of the tour of uh, your, I believe it's your Parker, and you have absolutely one of the most uh, amazing uh, live wells I've ever seen. And uh, is that a uh, Mark Wish product, too? Yes, uh, Mark Wish. That's actually a custom tank that I had made um, two and a half inches higher to hold, I think it's like seven extra gallons, eight extra gallons, yes. which is an extra, you know, quarter scoop or half scoop. But uh, I believe it was Alan Watson from The Dreamer who said, you know, he who has the most bait wins. Wins. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll pack as much as I can. Oh, man. But, and yes, I, uh, Mark I guess so. did design it. Well, listen, how can uh, – tell us, how can we get a hold of or direct us to where we can find you on YouTube so we can see some of your videos? You know, um, I'm very easily uh, found. You can either type in Billy Kellman, my name, Billy, K-E-L-E-M-A-N, or simply just put Billy K Fitness. Um, you know, I, I do fitness for a living. I do, like, you know, the YouTube videos, the online um, health coaching uh, that really helps out a lot of people. And on my Instagram, I, I report first on Instagram, and my Instagram handle is Billy K Fitness. It's all tied together. Just put in Billy K Fitness, Billy K Fishing, and, and you'll pull me right up on uh, YouTube. Perfect. Yeah, you mentioned that occasionally you have this illness that falls upon you that you can't make it to work. Do you have a, a business that you, you would like to promote or let our, our uh, fishing audience know about? Yeah, you know, primarily it's BillyKFitness.com. Um, what I do is, uh, you know, I've gone through this huge weight loss transformation about five years ago. You know, I've been obese my whole life, um, and, and I lost uh, about 80-something pounds. And I've been very fortunate to help others, you know, achieve their weight loss and health goals, you know, wh- whatever it may be. And it's all done through online, which makes it very unique because I can help, you know, change people's lives through just emails, texts, and simple phone conversations. Right. And if you get on your Facebook page, you can... Uh on your Facebook page, you can learn more about that. And any sponsors you'd like to mention that uh, have helped you reach this goal and get you where you are today? You know, I'm definitely going to give a special shout-out to uh, Dave Plotkin Marine Services. He does all my marine stuff. I have uh, Mark Wish Pacific Edge and uh, Jason Ali from BD Outdoors, sure. uh, Fish Dope, and as well as uh, the flooring, which is Blue Sea Fabrication, or that Sea Deck flooring, which is very nice. All right. Well, Billy, we're going to be following you on YouTube, and I can't thank you enough for spending some of your Father's Day be with us. Exciting story. Congratulations. And I guess we're going to have to wait till you release that YouTube video to find out the story on that fish that is pictured on the Rod and Reel Radio Facebook page, and I believe it's also on your Facebook page. But congratulations. What, what a fish. And I've got a feeling it's not going to be your heaviest fish of the year yet. No, I, my goal is I'm hoping to get that 300 this year. So let, let's see what happens. All right. But, you know, there's a lot of that 250, 270 caught last year, and that same fish didn't go anywhere. It's coming back around, and they're bigger this year. So that's something that's on the table this year, and a lot of people aren't thinking about that. But that's good for you. I'm aiming for it. I'm aiming for it. Go big or go home. All I'm right, there, brother. I am there with you. Billy Kellerman, thanks a lot for being with us and sharing your story. Gentlemen and uh, women, thank you very much for having me on your show. I'd love to be back. Other than that, have a great Father's Day, and I'll talk to you guys next time. 
You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT, to the Tour Mag, to the brand new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the App Store on your smartphone. Hey, welcome to this portion of Ron Real Radio. We are at the 2017 El Cajon Ford San Diego Team Open. I'm the tournament director at the San Vicente portion of this and I've run into an old friend of mine. A lot of you will remember this guy. I, I get questions all the time. What the heck happened to Larry Botroff? Well, we've got him with us right now. What the heck happened to Larry Botroff? Larry, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I, I just retired, though they, those people just aren't coming to the right lake to see what we're still doing. I think that's the problem. <laughs> At the right time. Larry, you go uh, way back, but tell us a little bit about your background because those of us that know you, we think about you as the bass guru when it comes to knowing everything there is to know about bass, but actually your expertise started off in something else. No, I started out in bass. I thought you had a fetish for turtles or reptiles well, yeah, or that, something. That was a hobby. That was a hobby. And actually, I, at the time, I was work, working for the Department of Fish and Game, and they had a release where we want you to get all of the exotic pets out of the reservoirs if you come across them. And Remember, we were working down at Upper Otai with, you know, electrofishing bass to transport someplace. And I think we picked up like 37 turtles. I thought, you know, I, where did these turtles come from? <laughs> so we did that, and, and we gave them all pretty much to SeaWorld. But uh, that was a long time ago. And, and looking back at it now, 
Um, it seemed like a lot, but if you go out to the lakes now, they're they're right back in there. They're all over the place. As long as you have a pet trade industry selling things like that, they're gonna they're gonna be released. Well, for as long as I've known you, I think I did the first interview with you, and it was 1981, 1982, for the San Diego Fisherman magazine, and we were just figuring out what you were doing and what was the reason for you doing it when it came to actually checking the bass. Well, originally we wanted to see. Um, if there were still northern bass populations. And uh, the professor I worked for in San Diego State, he, he had been working on that, and he says, well, you know, you're my graduate student now, so this, I want you to do this. So I went out to almost every large reservoir in San Diego County. We sampled all the populations of fish, and we come to find out that they were all, they weren't hybridized. We call them integrated. In other words, they were they were cross crossing during the spawning period and producing fish that were intermediate. But because the Florida bass is uh, more difficult to catch, over time those populations become very Florida-like, like here, Hodges, uh, Otai. They were all intermediate one time, and now they're basically Florida bass populations. Well, uh, I recall, and you were probably part of that study, uh, uh, before they opened up Diamond Valley, they were looking for the most purest strain of Florida largemouth. And they went throughout all the uh, uh, the lakes here in Southern California and even over to Otai where they were originally introduced. And it turned out that the purest strain was, you remember that? Well, we, most of those fish came from Hodges, which were a pure, pure strain. I don't remember if they got fish from Upper Otai or not. They might have. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I think they had... Uh, 216 bass from Hodges that they put yes. in the spawning pools at uh, uh, Diamond Valley uh, while they started construction and I think spawning pools were there for five or seven years mm-hmm. before they completed the reservoir and, and flooded and, it. And then they filled it up. Yeah, so both Florida bass though uh, that started here in San Diego populated a lot of the lakes throughout the southwest over here. Yes, yeah, we, we supplied fish uh, for back to Alabama uh, in exchange for Alabama spotted bass, uh, Texas, Arizona, Nevada. I don't know, there are a lot of other places, too. And then here in Southern California, Oh, yeah, obviously. we actually sent some back to Florida because they thought maybe <laughs> we had a different Florida bass than, than the ones they gave us. So. Oh, my. Uh, well, well, tell me, everyone always sees you tabulating the fish and sometimes uh, at you know, in the earlier years, uh, before you retired, you would actually clip them. What were you doing? What was that all about? Well, you, you, you go out on the reservoir prior to the time that each, each lake opens up and you tag fish. And from that information and doing a krill census, which we did fairly completely, you get an idea of what the, har- you know, what the harvest rate is, what the population estimate is, and, you know, just general information that you can use to you know, change regulations and so forth. All right. And, you know, since you retired, uh, you've been helping us out with the tournaments, taking care of fish, but you were still monitoring fish at these tournaments. So what what are you doing that for? Uh, there were still uh, clip fish in, in the early years of the tournaments where you could get information back on those fish. In other words, uh, growth rates and things like yeah, that? Or? Yeah, some, you know, we did a lot of growth rates information too, but primarily we were interested in harvest rates and, and population estimates. And also, um, how much 
the Florida Bass uh, scale counts had changed to find out what the progression was. And basically, all these reservoirs now, with the exception of probably Barrett, are basically Florida bass populations. Now, tell me, do all the bass potentially have the potential to grow to be the size of a dotty, or is there a matter of genetics involved there? Well, I'm sure there's genetics, but during the time when, you know, rainbow trout were stocked, you know, in very large amounts, especially in the small metropolitan reservoirs, you know, that, that diet produced huge fish. You can't do that in another reservoir very easily. And is that why you think, like, uh, I know um, uh, Texas has a program where the Department of Fish and Wildlife, they keep fish and they, they're trying to spawn them and everything like that, but it doesn't seem like they can come still near it to any of the weights that happened randomly here in Southern California in the 70s and 80s. No, they, they, they don't have the rainbow trout protein to bulk them up. So we call that, used to call that <laughs> vitamin T, you know, and uh, we don't see that much. Look at, look at the reservoirs that, that has had, not so much at Murray, but, you know, Miramar and Samoseni, all, all those reservoirs got big helpings of trout. And then when, they, when the Florida bass were stocked in the reservoirs up in Riverside County, you know, Castaic and those reservoirs, they start producing them too. So, wow. It, you know, and but then you have a, a lake like Hodges. I think Hodges officially now, who knows, unofficially, has one 20 pound bass to its credit. And that was a lake that never saw rainbow trout. That's true. That's that was a real rare phenomenon. But uh, that uh, that lake always seemed to have a great population of shad in it. Excellent, excellent forage base. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what we're doing uh, now, you know. Uh, I know you spend a lot of time at San Vicente and El Capo over here. Let's talk about those uh, two lakes. What What's the current condition of uh, El Capitan right now when it comes to the bass population? You know, I, I really can't say because we, we, have, we haven't done any, any tagging work. I know uh, Fishing Game earlier did some tagging work, and the population seems to be very substantial. All right. And then looking over here at San Vicente, I know you probably work a little more at San Vicente here. What what are your thoughts about what's happening over here? First of all, uh, are you kind of surprised that since the lake is open officially, there's only been one uh, double-digit uh, bass come out, especially in the tournament? Uh, not necessarily. I, the lake has been closed for 10 years, and, and there hasn't been any harvest rates. So you build up a very large population of fish. And they, they start to stunt. And a lot of the largest fish, I don't, I don't know how old they are because we haven't tried to you know, take scales and age them, but they're probably, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, some of those. And a lot of the older fish that were in here before are long gone. They died out a long time ago. Well, then I guess that leads to the question, what is the lifespan of a largemouth bass, do you think, at least a largemouth bass here in San Diego County? Um, I've aged some that were 13. Is, is that all? Wow. Yeah. I thought, the, you know, even, uh, a fish even those, like... Even those huge fish, that's, a lot of those were 11, 12. Did you get a... T- uh, when uh, Dottie was uh, finally uh, uh, died, I think uh, she was... Uh, the, the carcass was uh, captured, and uh, didn't they do an age or scale you, count on you her? No, I, th- I don't think they did. I didn't hear about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I think they did, and I think they... It was like she was only like about 14 or 15. Yeah, that's pretty old. All right. When it comes to the population of fish here, 
are are the fish here at San Vicente are they they healthy? Uh, it seems like with the weigh-ins that we had, like we had the first day of the El Cajon four team open here, uh, there was a five fish limit that went 14 pounds, but most of the fish were, you know, 11, 12 pounds for five fish in there. Nice sized fish, but awful skinny. Yes, and based on what Fish and Game found out, there they, there hasn't been a very good shad population this, this previous year. Now, so far this year, based on what the fishermen are coming back with, it's good information about the population on shad is, is high right now. Now, what will happen by fall, I don't know. But the, but the condition of the fish has really improved. There are a lot of really thin, skinny fish when this lake opened up. Yeah, and uh, it seems like uh, the, uh, the better fish seem to be coming deeper, which is, okay, you're catching better fish, but that leads to if you have a deeper fish come in tournament, then uh, they're suffering from bear trauma, and uh, you have to, uh, you know, uh, fizz them in order to get them bound. It seems like uh, for the summer we found a lot of deep fish uh, the past couple of days. Well, I don't know where the lake stratifies in, in summer, but based on what fishermen have been telling me, you know, 30, 35 feet is still common, and this is August, so... It's a bigger reservoir, clear water, so it's it's going to stratify a little deeper. Uh, talking about Lake San Vicente, I think we were talking, uh, uh, what was the population of bass that you estimated before the lake closed up in uh, 2008? And now that we're looking at 2017, uh, the lake is, uh, what, about 80% larger? Uh, what, uh, what do you think the population is here? You know, I don't really know. The population... Prior to the time this reservoir filled up was about 20,000. It was very consistent year to year to year. And when you say 20,000, is that catchable fish? fish? Yeah, catchable fish over 12 inches. Have you heard of any estimates on what the catchable fish, uh, the population of catchable fish is here now? You know, I I haven't seen any any work on it. I know that uh, Fish and Game did some tagging work out here, but I haven't seen the data. Okay. But... uh, uh, would uh, would it lead you to believe from what you've seen from the opening and the consistent catching that the population is probably larger now than it was when it closed in 2008? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Uh, I guess, you know, we talked about the introduction of trout, but are there other things that can be done here at San Vicente that you believe that can help to produce larger fish or help to the survivability of fish here? Uh, besides adding, you know, bait is uh, actually making, uh, you know, culling some of these fish uh, uh, maybe a, uh, a suggestion? Well, it's, you know, since catch and release really caught on, there was a period there where nobody was keeping fish. But a healthy reservoir is one, one where people take some fish out to allow new fish to come in. I mean, that, that just makes sense. So, I think you find that as a rule with any population yes. of wild animals or anything else like that. The, mm-hmm. Their surroundings can only sustain a certain amount of them, and if they overgraze or they overpopulate, then uh, trouble well, you, begins. You start having other problems. You, get, you end up with a lot of old fish, um, and they just you know, gradually die out. And you also have more pressure on threadfin shad and, and bait populations, which can be a problem too. You know, uh, 
you've been, uh, I don't know, how many tournaments have you done here at San Vicente since it opened up? This, I, this year? Yeah, a couple of dozen yeah, at least. I, yeah, I'd say 20. Have you found any fish that you tagged uh, way back when? No. The last fish we tagged was in 2000, 2004, 2005. That would... Uh, it would, that would really age him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are there still, do you think, any uh, 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 large fish, like 18, 20-pound fish, left in San Vicente anymore? Uh, would you speculate? I, I would say not. When they, when they stopped the trout stocking, it really changed the whole dynamics of the condition of the large bass. You know, 12 pounds, maybe 13 pounds, that's what I'd expect. Well, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming on here, even when you're retired helping us out. Uh, when you when you look at the fish now, especially at San Vicente or any other lakes, uh, w- what do you think about their general condition? Uh, really good right now. Water levels are really great. We had a good rainfall year. Um, you know, a lot of catch and release still going on, so those populations are really well intact. You're going to keep on coming on up and helping us out with a tournament, or of one of these days, is your well, wife going to put her foot down and says, "Come on, we got to go somewhere." Pretty soon, you're going to have to start carrying me out, but I'll, <laughs> I'll try to do it. All right, Larry Botroff, uh, the former uh, biologist for the city of San Diego, worked with us for many years, and now retired, but he's helping the tournaments out, uh, checking the fish, uh, making sure that those fish that come in that are suffering from barotrauma, where they're uh, fizzed and given the opportunity to to survive again. I can't uh, thank you enough for helping us out here, Larry, and all the work you've done for how many years is it now you've been doing this? A long time. <laughs> okay. Hey, this is Ron Real Radio. We're going to take a break right now. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more coming from the 2017 El Cajon Ford Team Open. We'll be back right after these messages. Hey, welcome back uh, to the El Cajon Ford 2017 Team Open. And this guy fished. I did not expect to see you here, but Mr. Paul Dyke, general manager of uh, How did you get roped into fishing this thing, Paul? Well, Clayton was saying that he didn't want to fish it. And I said, let's go out and have some fun and go fish this thing. And he says, you don't understand. Tournament fishing is not fun. It's work. And I said, we can still go out there and have fun. And Sunday, I walked in, everybody was signing up, and he said, okay, we're signing up. So no pre-fishing, no nothing. We went out there, and I found out that fishing is a little bit of work, but you got to have fun while you're doing it, right? And uh, it turned out to be a great time. I've always been back handling the fort while, you know, John Blake and Paul Leader would go out and do their fishing, and they'd be so excited for this event. And I always stayed behind, but it was very cool to get to come along. Now, I know a lot of you, you're listening to us, and you go, you know, that voice sounds familiar. Well, Paul Dyke has uh, been doing the commercials for El Cajon Ford on KUSI. He's, he's kind of the front man. He's the uh, pretty face up there. We could never put Paul up there and call him a pretty face, could we? No, but we'll probably be replacing me with Clayton because he's a little <laughs> better-looking face than myself. But we're going to keep the store a family store. We're going to keep this fishing tournament going. It's so cool seeing 
the, the Martins win second time you know people win in this tournament and and that's what it's all about father son I do it with my kids racing we got a uh, young group here uh, what's the young man and his dad that fishes oh uh, Palachek yeah they Jackson do a great and job Palachek yeah. yeah and they took him for granted when he showed up at seven years old and he came out here and caught a big fish and it's just super cool this this is what life's about is having fun and going fishing well you know over 19 years that this event has been run we've seen a lot of dads bring their kids bring their kids to the award ceremony now some of them like uh, you know uh, mike martin you know 19 years ago uh, his son was not that big wasn't fishing but now they're fishing bringing more people in the sport and we want to really thank elko and ford for allowing us the opportunity to do this this is it's one of the best uh, tournaments in southern california and actually one of the most fun yeah, no doubt. It's so so cool to be here and see why Paul got so excited. And the Martins, uh, his son is here now, standing with the trophies and yeah. taking the check. And they said he'll be fishing this tournament one day. And that's our goal at Elkhorn Ford, keep this thing going and Paul Leader's honor. Well, let's talk a little bit about you just for a second, Paul. I know you've been in the car business for a long time. How long have you been working uh, with uh, Paul Leader and the folks over there at Elkhorn Ford? I've been there 28 years. I came at 22 years old. Mr. Leader took me under his wing, done lots for me. Well, you know, uh, big shoes to fill. Uh, uh, not only did you have experience, but uh, learning some of the things that uh, Paul Leader learned because, you know, a lot of us don't realize because we dealt with them every day, but Paul was really a groundbreaker in the car business when it came to financing and some of the things you do today that at the time no one ever thought about he was the best at it uh, back in las vegas he set records for f and i creating different types of financing programs warranties he is definitely a legend um, anybody that wants to show up sunday uh at the dealership between four and seven i don't know is this going to be on before then yeah that's all right we'll get we'll get we'll it figure done. it out yeah, yeah. but it's going to be a great deal people will be coming from detroit There'll be dealers from all over the country. It's going to be crazy. And, uh, you know, he was my leader. He was my mentor. He was my best friend. Oh, I know. He was uh, good friends for all of us. But I, 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 I've got to say this. With as long as you've been working at El Cajon Ford, you knew the philosophy of family-owned El Cajon Ford, the way they treated people, whether it was yourself or Clayton, Don Horn in the service department, any of the salesmen up there. Even though Paul is going to be there overseeing it, I don't think you guys are going to miss a beat. It You're going to add uh, and maintain what Paul did, and then obviously I'm sure you've got some ideas too to even try to make it even better. Yeah, I do have big shoes to fill, but we're going to take care of everybody. If you're in the fishing community, you come into our store, you got to let us know you're part of the fishing community because you're part of the family, whether you bought a car here or not. Um, your fishing is, is just like the people we sell cars to. We're one big family, and if you haven't experienced Elk going forward, you need to experience that. Well, we're going to try and keep this uh, tournament going for uh, as long as you guys let us do it, and I hope we get a chance to see you out here. And as Paul always tried to do, he wants to win some of that money back that you're spending to run this thing. No doubt. Um, I got the I got the fishing bite. I grew up in Ozark, Missouri, so Table Rock Lake, a lot of great lakes back there, Ozark Lake. I got a little bit of fishing in me, um, and uh, I had a lot of fun today with Clayton, and that kid can fish, man. He can see stuff where I'm looking at something, he's like, cast right there, and boom, I got a fish on, man. And I'm like, okay, and he, it's amazing. He has a nose for fishing, but at the same time, 
and under your tutelage and, and Paul's and a lot of the other men and women over at Elkhorn Ford learning the car business right now and sharpening it up. Uh, he's going to have a big decision. Do you want to fish or do you want to sell automobiles? And right now he's doing one heck of a, a job at both. Juggling both for sure. He's a great guy. He's going to fill Paul's shoes and my shoes uh, probably sooner than later. But uh, we're lucky to have Clayton, and we are definitely all lucky to have Mr. Leader. Well, obviously, if you are in the uh, the market for a new vehicle, we ask you to try and make it a Ford product. If you can, make it at Alcone Ford. If you stop by the dealership at Broadway in Maine, stop by and say hello to Paul Dyke. Say hello to Clayton. Introduce yourself. Even if you don't buy a vehicle from him, go home and say hello. But give him a chance, and I think you'll really be surprised <coughs> with the products that Ford has. A lot of people are getting into them. No doubt, and we will take great care of you, and uh, one of us is going to be there. If I'm not there, Clayton's going to be there. If uh, if I'm there, Clayton won't be there. So we're, we're going to have the bases covered, and make sure you let us know you're with the fishing community, and we'll take great care All of you. All right, this thing's winding down now, Paul, and I know you've been uh, two days running around not only fishing, trying to take care of the things happening at the dealership. Thanks for sticking around to be with us. I know we'll be seeing you from time to time, and... Uh, Good luck, and as I say before, I don't think you're going to miss a beat when it comes to family-owned Alcone Ford, treating people the way they should be. And as Tony Gwynn always used to say, nobody beats Alcone Ford. All right, that's it for now from the San Diego Team Open. Paul Dyke, Mike uh, Martin, and Kevin Martin, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. Hey, uh, we're going to have more show after this. Stay tuned. This is Rod and Real Radio on AM540 or at rodandrealradio.com. I like rafting. I love whitewater. But I never forget that snowmelt in the river can cause cold water shock. I wear a life jacket always. Anyone with me has got to do the same. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. All right, welcome back. We are at the award ceremony for the 2017 El Cajon Ford Team Open. We've given out all the prizes, and we have just awarded the grand prize to the team that finished ahead. They are two-time champions of this event over the past 19 years. 
Mike and Kevin Martin. Guys, congratulations. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, John. it, John. All right. Hey, you know, uh, I think your your last one, when, what was that? 2012. 2012. Yeah, five years. Yeah, now, you did uh, El Capitan and Otai then, and mm-hmm. uh, what felt different about this tournament? Um, well, definitely San V with the high water now. It's a, it's a completely different lake than it used to be. It still has some similarities, but with all the brush, it can be very frustrating to fish when you, when you catch yeah. one. Uh, they try to get down in that brush and break you off, so you have to be pretty lucky with getting them out of that brush the first couple feet when you're fishing worms. So it's definitely a challenge out at San V right now. Mike, I heard that from a lot of fishermen at San Vicente that... Uh, uh, because of submerged brush and the quagga mussels, that was a uh, problem to a lot of guys that thought they had large fish on. You seem to be able to bring them in. What did you and Kevin do? Well, we were fortunate that we uh, got the bites that we got, and we got them in the boat, but we did lose a lot of fish. We had a lot of fish break off, get down in the brush. Um, it was tough fishing in a way, but we got our enough fish to get a good bag of fish, and we just kept chipping away at it. Um, slowly fishing and uh, just staying with it. Okay, well, at El Cap, can you tell us about the technique that you employed? Uh, we were doing a real shallow water type of technique, fishing these green trees uh, down on the very end of the lake in very shallow water. We were uh, flipping and pitching um, worms. Okay. And any color seemed to work well for you uh, that you have well, confidence in that you can tell us about? Purple is always a favorite color of mine. Okay. If, if I have any doubt at all, I'll put on purple because I've caught many, many fish on purple. We use a lot of robo worms in the Margarita Mutilator and Margarita MM3. Okay. And those are kind of our one of our favorite worms. Now, uh, Kevin, you and Mike, uh, you started off at El Capitan. Was that a plus for you or a minus, or did you really care? Um, that was a plus going into the tournament, our pre-fish. Uh, we had a good pre-fish out there, uh, had some good fish. So I knew we found one particular spot down in the back, uh, some green uh, bushes, and they were a little bit deeper than some of the other bushes, and the fish were really congregating right in that little area. So all the fish were like in a probably like a living size, uh, living room size area out of you know, acres and acres of trees that are just right in one little spot. So we were able to just keep doing circles around that little spot. And the bite lasted about an hour and a half, first thing in the morning under low light conditions. After that, it toughened up, and I think we stung a lot of the fish. But that first hour, they were just eating real good back in that stuff. So it was a timing thing, being back in there first thing. So, But, yeah, definitely El Cap had some confidence, and then my dad was able to get some good pre-fishes out at San V and get on a good jerkbait bite and a drop shot bite. So I knew he had something going to kind of back us up out there. So, yeah, it was definitely, El Cap was definitely a favorite for us for the first day. And I had a great wait over at El Capitan the first day, but that water was really dark over there as opposed to going over to San Vicente where you've got crystal clear water. But did you find that the same colors worked just about as well for you or did you uh, it change a little bit? Yeah, it was pretty much Margarita Mutilator and Aaron's Magic at both lakes. Those two colors are kind of our standby. So um, they work good in dark water. They work good in clear water. So watercolor didn't seem to make a difference, although it did play a little mind games on me going to sand v and you look down and you can see like 15 to 20 feet 
So, you know, but we just, you just kind of fish a little bit deeper in those conditions, and the fish seem to bite a little better when you get down below that, below the sun level and the light level, and fish are down there, they're, they're hiding, you can't really see them, so the key was sitting right on the edge of that stuff where you could kind of see the bottom and you kind of couldn't, kind of cast parallel and out and slowly drag uphill, and you had to be real patient today, that was real key, a lot of the bites, you shake it let it sit there and let it settle on the bottom and then all of a sudden they just take off with it so um you know patience was very key and mike mike i know you're the uh, chief barber to the tournament director for the alcohol ford team open uh yeah that means that uh coming on the weekends you're busy uh pre-fishing how how much uh, pre-fishing were you able to get in as opposed to maybe some of the other guys well i'm really fortunate because i have mondays off sunday and monday and so almost every Monday for the last couple months has been a pre-fish day for me, either at El Cap or San Vincini. So I, I was able to put a lot of time in on both of those lakes and pretty well had them figured out. And uh, Kevin fished with me just one time, but he adapts extremely well to whatever the conditions are. Okay, so actually your pre-fish, what you were doing is you... Uh, pre-fished almost separately and then you kind of pooled your information on what you did how well has dad uh, listened to you kevin um you know we kind of i want to do this i want to do that and then we kind of compromise with each other and see what the both of us want to do but yeah sometimes if i want to do something and he doesn't think it's too good and then he wants to do something we kind of try to compromise so that way you know, we're both doing what we want to do. But sometimes my ideas are a little more off the wall, kind of thinking extreme. His are more conservative. So then you put them both together, and I think we make we match up well with the techniques that we that we uh, use out there. So well, this uh, you know this is not an easy tournament to get into the top ten, let alone win twice in a row. And Mike. I think you've you fished just about every event with the exception of one, haven't you? Yes, well, I missed one year in 2010. Other than that, Kevin and I have fished every year together. Okay, and uh, tell me just, how was this different uh, this year that uh, Mr. Leader was here? I know that's maybe hard to put into words. We, we all missed him. But uh, this looks like this tournament is going to go on. It's going to be his legacy. Uh, you guys looking forward to fishing more of these? I am. I'm looking forward to and that's what he would want. He would want guys to be happy and joyous and have a great time fishing his tournament because that's what he set out to do when he started this thing is he wanted guys to have fun out there and compete at a top level against other other very good fishermen that we have here in San Diego. So it's kind of his little pride and joy that he started and I'm glad to see that it will carry on all these years and it's it's great that you know he did that because here in san diego we have some awesome lakes and not everybody wants to travel you know to vegas and go to these bigger lakes so it's nice if you want to stay in town and and fish a two-day event it's always fun and i love fishing two-day events myself because it really showcases you know that you can't just go out there one day and kill them you have to go out there and put two good solid days together and that's where you know the real the best of the best really shine so well mike uh, this is uh, uh probably a, an event that's made for you fishing monday or tuesday you're usually busy on the weekend so i know you have to take yeah. a day off from work 
Yeah. And you're one of these types of guys when you're not working, you're not making a salary. So well, that's finishing right. in first place, that helps you out a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a huge bonus. <laughs> yeah, we're very happy. Yeah. All right. Mike and Kevin Martin, they are the winners of the El Cajon for 2017 Team Open. Not only to get the trophies, the Hovind sunglasses, the, the uh, El Cajon Ford hats, but also $6,000. And did you get any uh, option money at all? Yes. Or? Uh, five, 500 for the big stringer at El Cap on day one and um, biggest stringer overall. So not too bad, $7,000 for a couple of days of work, some pre. Uh, and not only that, I almost imagine that you might have had fun. Oh, uh, it'll be one of the most memorable tournaments we've had. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we look forward to seeing you again in the future years. El Cone Four seems to be committed to run this, you know, for uh, a little bit longer. And as long as they uh, want to keep on spending their money on it, we'll come fish it and, and take it. Congratulations, guys. Well, thank you very much, John. All right. Thanks and, a lot, John. And we hope to see you guys fishing this for many more years to come. Oh, definitely. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back after these commercials. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hey, we're down here at H&M Landing, and we thought tonight uh, we'd get an idea of what's happening on the saltwater side. Uh, it's uh, oh, almost 8 o'clock. A lot of the boats are getting ready to go out. Man, the place is loaded. Trying to find a parking space is tough. We were able to do it. Walked down the dock and, you know, one of the uh, skippers that I've not had a chance to interview or even really get to know, but we're going to get to know him right now, 
It's uh, Captain Ping. Uh, we're aboard the Alicia. Captain Ping, how you doing tonight? Oh, we're doing great. Thank you very much, John, for having us. Oh, no. Hey, thanks for being on. Hey, uh, tell us uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, we know where the uh, Alicia came from. Tell us uh, about you picking up the Alicia, how long you've had it, and what you've been doing with it since. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we picked up the boat last year. Me and my wife purchased the boat, and uh, we've gone through an extensive remodel. Um, focusing, you know, our, our goal with the boat is high-quality service for small groups, usually 10 to 15 for a lot of our trips. Uh, but we we just want to really bring the boat back to its, uh, its glory days. We've heard a lot of good things about the boat. It's been in the fleet a long time. Uh, I feel very fortunate to, to have it, and uh, I'm hoping we can really make something good out of it. Well, you know, we're sitting here in the... Uh the main salon of the boat, and I got to tell you, it certainly does look like a woman's touch has been uh, uh, put to this thing, because I know no guy would make up uh, the salon like this. It looks great in here. Well, thank you. Thank you. We uh, we put a lot of hard work. Me and my crew, I'm very proud of them. They've they put a lot of blood and sweat into the boat and making it great for everybody, for the crew working on the boat and all, all of our passengers coming on board. All right. Well, you know, <clears throat> I, I've been following you on Facebook. Uh, Right now, the fishing has picked up uh, tremendously. Tell me, on the Alicia now, what is going to be your role uh, here at the landing? What are you doing? Uh, well, we've been focusing, like I said, on, on a lot of those uh, um, smaller groups, really dedicating to, to high-quality service, high-quality food. And uh, we, we range anywhere. Our trips are all the way from a, day, a half day to a day and a half. And, uh, you know, on those, those half days and things, we can carry... 18 passengers and and those day and a half and one days we we really focus to ultra limited load down to 10. All right so right now you're you're charter you're not necessarily open party? Yeah we don't do a lot of open party um we are charter primarily the landing really likes having us as an option for bachelor parties and and just smaller groups that don't want to fight the crowds and uh it's been really good for us we do occasionally throw an open party on the boat um either filling in a spot for the landing or through our own Facebook. So if, you know, guys are following us on Facebook, we'll put on some trips with open spots. Well, tell us currently, here we are, we're in mid-August. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the bite. Uh, and you can start off, I know you just came back from uh, a three-quarter day trip. Tell us about what you were doing there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, the bite's really just on fire for a lot of boats. Um, it, it's been a weird season, but... Uh, today we just got back from our three-quarter day. It was a uh, local three-quarter day, and, and we had really good fishing for Bonito. Uh, these Bonito are anywhere from 4 to 10 pounds, and, and uh, we had some really good fishing on Yelltail today, too. We had uh, about 47 Yelltail for our 15 guys. Nice. So it was great fishing, a lot of fun, beautiful weather. I mean, we couldn't ask for a better day. Wow. Okay, and what, uh, what do you hear? Because I know you always have to keep the... Your ears open for, uh, let's say, if an extended charter comes along. Well, what are you hearing that's happening offshore right now? Well, uh, what we're hearing offshore, the guys I talk to, my, my little group, uh, we are seeing, you know, bigger yellowtail on the kelps uh, closer to home. We, we had a three-quarter day not too long ago where all of our fish were uh, 15 to 25 pounds. The, the yellowtail and the dorado were bigger. Uh, down south, the guys are getting good kelp fishing early in the morning. They find the right kelp and they can put a, a good number of fish on the boat. And there's yellowfin down south further, moving up. So it's it's good to hear. You know, that's what we hear. I know that the uh, the Old Glory was going down there. Are, are they 
slowly moving their way up uh, that you're understanding? It's my understanding is they're, uh, they hit a point right now, it, they're kind of in a transition water where it's it's coming up and, and the boats that are going down there, some are scoring pretty good. You know, they find the right school and they get the, the stop and the right bait on it and uh, it bites and some other times they're just looking at them, but it's coming. It sounds like it's coming pretty quick. I know some of the private boaters are still catching those uh, those tremendous bluefin tuna, but the the smaller schooling uh, bluefin uh, are those off our coast right now, or are they really uh, sketchy? We've been seeing some of those too, uh, closer to the islands. I mean, we're seeing it a little closer to the islands. That big bluefin is starting to to it's it's been out on those outer islands there, but uh, it's starting to pop up again close by. So it's uh it's looking interesting. You know, I think now's the best time to go. Now wow. is get a little bit of everything. Go, go fishing when you can. Amazing. It seemed like the Dorado one or in here early and they. Did they pass us up and go north, or do we still have some Dorado within uh, reasonable range? Oh, no, there's there's definitely Dorado within reasonable range. Oh, um, great. And, seeing, big, and big fish, too. And there's bigger fish in there. There's fish up to 30 pounds on these kelps. Um, you know, you, you, again, you find the right kelp, and you can make a really good day out of it. A lot of these Dorado, you find them, and, uh, you know, either they've already been hit by another boat, or uh, they're just not in a biting mood, but you're looking at a lot of Dorado in our local waters here. Well, it would seem that even though we're talking uh, about uh, uh, mid-August right now, that we've got a bite that might be going on for a little while here. Oh yeah, over. I mean, if you if you compare it to the last few years, this bite looks like it could go into October, or November, even again. You know, with that bluefin the way it's been over the last few years, we could see it be around for a long time. Uh, but you know, there's still fish moving up. It's coming in from down south, and uh, this bite looks like it's going to be September, October. All right. Now, tell us uh, about the Alicia again. If you want to book to come aboard the Alicia, uh, maximum number of people, uh, and uh, you know, how do you how do you create a trip? Uh, uh, you can do uh, three quarter days. You mentioned, but how uh, how long a duration of a trip can you uh, tailor for a group? Uh, depending on the group size, but. Most of our one-day and day-and-a-half trips are limited to 10. Uh, we have 10 bunks available. Half of them are double-wides, which are nice. And uh, you can call directly myself. Uh, you can get my number through Facebook or, okay. or message me. My, my wife monitors Facebook account. Um, if I'm on the water, she can answer back and, and check for available dates. You can always call the landing. H&M Landing is a, a great resource for us. You know, They give you a lot of information about our boat. Um, and, and our dates, available dates. Uh, but we can accommodate usually 18 on those half-day and three-quarter-day trips. Well, you know, the Alicia has a, a great tradition, and it sounds like you're you're carrying it on. You've done some uh, upgrades. Uh, since you've had the boats, just briefly, uh, what are some of the things you've done? Uh, so since we've had the boat, we are, uh, we've done a complete head-to-toe rewire on the boat. Um, that was more for my personal <laughs> sound of mind, but it's been completely rewired. We've added some new electronics, sonar, uh, dispatches coming in. Um, we've added new rod racks, increasing our rod capacity now to just over 50, uh, so doubling what we had. And uh, uh, the fish hold has been wonderful. We've, we've changed our fish hold system to make sure fish are coming out pristine and top, top quality every trip. Uh, we've remodeled the bunk room. AC is going in. Um, just it, it's a laundry list of things coming. <laughs> well, this is great because if right now it's crowded, but if you want to fight the crowds, you can get a hold of 
yourself on Facebook uh, uh, under Alicia Sports Fishing, I believe. Get a hold of the landing. You got a bachelor party, or you you've got just a group of diehard guys that uh, want to fish. They don't. Uh, that want to get on one of the more crowded uh, boats. They can get a hold of you. Have a great experience. Great food with a good crew and experiencing some fantastic fishing. It doesn't get any better than that. No, we, we, this is this is the dream of, of everyone that's in the fishing world. Well, well, it sounds like it's also been the dream of Captain Ping, too, for a little while. It has been, and, it, and it's a dream come true, and I couldn't be happier. All right. How about, tell me a little bit about your crew. Where have you picked up your crew from, uh, Captain Ping? Uh, so my crew uh, consists of uh, two guys. Usually it's me plus two guys. Uh, Mike, I've known for a long time. He worked a lot of six-pack boats, and uh, he's been a personal friend of mine over almost a decade. Um, and, and he's been a great addition to the boat. He's great on the grill. We've come up with a, a fantastic menu for our, our passengers. It's above and beyond. Uh, Sean and I worked on the Eclipse when I was running the Eclipse for a little while. And, uh, you know, we, we grew a good a bond there. And uh, he's been a great addition to the boat, very knowledgeable, very good on deck, great with our passengers. And uh, I love having these guys on the boat. They're, they're my right-hand guys, you know. All right. Well, Captain Ping, it's been great joining you. I look forward to coming with you one of these days real soon. I, I love the Alicia. I like the fact that it's you can make it a limited load if you want. You get there and you get on fishing. That's a lot of fun. Oh, it, it's a lot of fun, and that's that's our focus here. We're here to make sure everyone's having a good time. All right, Captain Pink, thanks a lot for being with us. Uh, uh, good luck out there, and if you can, let us check in with you from time to time to get an update on what you're doing and how the conditions are. Absolutely. I'd love that, John. Thank you very much for having us. All right. Well, that's it for this evening, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hey, we had a great time getting those interviews together. I hope you enjoyed them. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back next Sunday night with a live show. So make sure to tune in starting at 5.05 p.m. here on AM540 or at rodreelradio.com. So until then, on behalf of our in-studio engineer, Jorge, Ben Harvey here that helps put our shows together the way he does. And always, in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune, the founders of Rod Real Radio, and always remember our good friend, Mr. Paul Leader. We wish you all a good night. Go out there and get them. The fish are getting away. It doesn't get any better fishing, especially on the saltwater side, than is happening right now. So until next Sunday night, good night, everyone. We'll see you on the water. We're out. Instead of just a wishing, bop, 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 b